0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports
1: 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The city of Benton Harbor is receiving $3 million to help clean up Ox Creek. Mayor Marcus Mohammed announced last week the funds were included in a federal omnibus bill. Southwest Michigan Planning Commission senior planner Marcy Hamilton tells us the money's coming from HUD. The city and that agency will work in the coming months to develop a specific plan. She knows the $3 million is just part of several moving pieces surrounding the Ox Creek Corridor.
0: It's a great start, and the money is starting to flow not only from that, but this, we wrote a grant for the city for the DNR Spark program to do some work at Hall Park. We have some other money that's pending that looks very favorable that's going to be coming in. So it's kind of one of those things that kind of is hopefully opening the floodgates for more resources to come in.
1: A partnership involving the City of Benton Harbor, the Southwest Michigan Planning Commission, and the University of Michigan has been working together to revitalize Ox Creek. Hamilton says the larger project could include trails, access for kayaks, and work to improve Hall Park. The city recently got word it's been approved for $1 million to upgrade Hall Park. Mayor Mohammed said fixing up that park goes hand-in-hand with the Ox Creek cleanup because they're right next to each other. It started out as a routine traffic stop. It turned into the largest fentanyl seizure from a traffic stop in state history. It happened on Tuesday morning on I-94 near Pawpaw Township. WSJM's Ken Lundberg has more.
0: Michigan State Police pulled a vehicle over on I-94 near mile marker 55 outside of Pawpaw for improper lane use and a cracked windshield. When police looked inside the car, they suspected criminal activity. After searching the vehicle, police found four kilos of fentanyl. Michigan State Police Spokesperson Lieutenant Dwayne Robinson. It disrupted the distribution of around 3 million fentanyl-laced pills with a total street value of $9 million. The driver, a 25-year-old man from California, was arrested and taken to Van Buren County Jail for possession with intent to deliver more than 1,000 grams of fentanyl. Robinson says this was a big arrest. This is the largest seizure of fentanyl on a traffic stop in State history. Michigan State Police says fentanyl is the deadliest drug threat facing the country today. It's a highly addictive opioid that is 50 times more potent than heroin. Police say this shipment was headed to Detroit and the investigation will continue. Ken Lundberg, WSJM News.
1: The Michigan League for Public Policy is calling the expansion of the state's earned income tax credit a huge win for struggling families. Governor Gretchen Whitmer this week signed legislation that repealed the state's pension tax and increased the state's EITC match from 6% of the federal EITC to 30%. Michigan League for Public Policy fiscal... Policy Director Rachel Richards says the move will mean another $750 on average for families struggling to make ends meet due to low wages. Right
0: now, families that are filing for their income taxes, both federal and state, if they qualify, they'll receive their federal EITC as part of their federal income tax refund. And right now, they're filing for their current 6% EITC at the state level, and they'll be receiving it as part of their state income tax return.
1: The federal EITC was signed into law by President Gerald Ford. The Michigan EITC was signed into law by Governor Jennifer Granholm with a plan for it to grow to 20% of the federal credit. That was later reduced to 6%. Richard says around 700,000 families in the state qualify for the credit and they'll now have extra help to pay for daily needs or major expenses with the money often spent in their own communities. The Southwest Michigan Regional Chamber is voicing its opposition to efforts in Lansing to reinstate Michigan's prevailing wage law and do away with its right-to-work law. Chamber President Arthur Havlicek tells us the right-to-work law prevents workers from having to pay union dues as a condition of their employment. He says when the state passed right-to-work in 2013, it put southwest Michigan in a better position to compete with locations to the south. We have a unique
0: perspective in Berrien County, uh, given our proximity to Indiana, which is itself a right-to-work state and essentially because business investment amounts to a competition on a global scale when our neighboring communities have an advantage that we don't we can see it pretty clearly where that investment ends up choosing to go
1: avichek says right to work keeps costs down for some employers also he says reinstating the prevailing wage law repealed in 2018 caused construction costs to be higher. The prevailing wage law required that workers on a publicly funded construction project be paid union-level wages. Abochik says schools in particular have expressed concerns about bringing that law back as they plan capital projects. Market Van Buren director Zach Morris says the group is hopeful but not expecting that Holtec International will receive a federal loan to restart the Palisades' nuclear power plant. It's been our largest
0: taxpayer in Van Buren County. It's one of our leading employers that pay a high wage. and. Having them back into the mix potentially is very exciting because we have a lot of other things that have been really paying off for us That's in our growth strategy here in terms of our economy. But adding that plant in is sort of like the, the that extra present on your birthday you weren't counting on, but you got.
1: Holtec International applied for a loan to the U.S. Department of Energy after getting word it was turned down for a grant for Palisades. Governor Gretchen Whitmer is in favor of restarting the plant, as is State Senator Eric Nesbitt. Holtec bought the plant from Energy with the goal of decommissioning it, but decided instead to try to get it re-fired. State Representative Pauline Wenzel is hailing the news there will be an income tax cut in Michigan. On Tuesday, she took to social media to announce the state income tax will be cut from 4.25% to 4.05%. That's after legislative Democrats were unable to get the Senate votes to replace the cut with $180 checks that would have been sent to all taxpayers. So
0: for the past four years, our governor and the Democrats in the legislature have been fighting against broad tax relief for every Michigander. Instead, the House and Senate Republicans have fought back and ensured that every single hardworking family in Michigan will be getting an income tax rollback starting here in just a few short months.
1: Wenzel says the income tax cut is a huge win. It was caused by a 2015 state law that would automatically trigger a tax cut if the state met a certain threshold for revenue growth. The Greater Dwajak Chamber of Commerce has created its first ever publication for residents and tourists to learn more about what the area has to offer. A pet project of membership coordinator Eileen Krause, the guide is called Destination to Wasatch and includes a detailed map with things to do from Cassopolis to Vandalia up to Sister Lakes, as well as a guide to local parks, restaurants, Shops, art, upcoming events, and tidbits of the area's history.
0: It's just got this sort of old-fashioned, small-town feeling that people often talk about, we don't enjoy anymore in this country. And we do, and they're all over, and Dwadjack's one of them, one of those small towns where people still know their neighbors. And I just want to highlight that. I want to spotlight that and, and point these things out to people who might just sort of take them for granted, just how lucky we are and how fortunate we are to live in such a neat community.
1: You can look for physical copies of Destination Dwajak around town and highway rest stops and other locations starting at later this month. To find out more why Kraus wants to spotlight the community, you can look for our story at WSJM.com. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. President Biden will release his budget tomorrow in Philadelphia. The White House Press Secretary called it a part of the President's plan to ensure American financial success. More maybe he sees Karen Travers.
0: The White House says President Biden's budget proposal will slash the federal deficit even more than expected. Press Secretary Corrine
1: Jean-Pierre telling reporters it will cut the deficit by nearly $3 trillion over the next decade, saying that's a nearly $6 trillion difference between his plan and what House Republicans have put forward in their agenda. We are trying to counter and really be fiscally responsible
0: in what we're seeing on the other side. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House.
1: The defamation lawsuit against Fox News by a voting machine company is revealing some bluntly negative behind-the-scenes Fox attitudes toward Donald Trump. One text message from Fox primetime host Tucker Carlson says outright, quote, I hate him passionately. Carlson also says in what he believed was a private conversation on January 4th of 2021 that, quote, there really isn't an upside to Trump. The messages contained in court filings were released at the same time the former president was praising Carlson on social media for doing a great job in public for showing the U.S. Capitol security video, which Carlson used to produce a false narrative of the January 6th insurrection attempt. After several near misses on the ground and concerning close calls in the air, the Senate called in the FAA acting administrator today to raise concerns and questions. ABC's Justin Finch has more.
0: Acting FAA administrator Billy Nolan testifying Wednesday before the Senate Commerce, Science and Transportation Committee. The FAA understands and embraces the importance of continuously raising the bar on aviation safety. Senator Ted Cruz voicing concern about several near misses on U.S. runways, including one involving two planes at Boston's Logan Airport last week. I fly multiple times a week. The numerous recent near misses by airlines just this year are very troubling. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington.
1: The first meeting of the new board of Walt Disney World's government overhauled by sweeping legislation signed by Republican Governor Ron DeSantis as an apparent punishment for Disney publicly challenging Florida's Don't Say Gay bill dealt with the road affairs and the other municipal government handles. Board members today faced calls for better firefighter equipment, as well as for lessons on public records requests and bond ratings. But the five board members appointed by DeSantis today also hinted at future controversial actions they may take, including prohibiting COVID-19 restrictions at Disney World and eliminating two cities that were created when the Florida legislature in 1967 approved the theme park resort's self-governance. Congress has the power to override laws that are passed by the Washington, D.C. City Council. It doesn't happen often, but it's expected to happen tonight. The Senate's expected to pass an override of a new D.C. crime bill the Republicans and some Democrats believe has no sting. ABC's Jay O'Brien is following events on Capitol Hill. These
0: are changes to the D.C. criminal code that Republicans said were too soft on crime. When this got out of the Republican controlled House, got to the Senate, you saw some key Democrats flipping and said they would vote to overturn what's called this D.C. crime bill. Senator Schumer being one of the most prominent flips. President Biden telling Democrats at a luncheon in the Senate last week that if this bill reached his desk, he would sign it, overturning that D.C. crime bill. So the Senate expected to vote on that tonight tonight and it is expected to pass
1: Americans who officials say got caught in a deadly drug cartel shootout in Mexico last week all had ties to a small town in South Carolina where leaders are calling for community support of the families and two captives returned to the U.S. soil on Tuesday elected officials and religious figures are rallying the community in Lake City South Carolina relatives say the incredibly close foursome grew up in the small town a local pastor is planning a prayer vigil for tonight One victim's family established a GoFundMe. The mayor says that Lake City will get through, quote, this tragic incident together. And California is bracing for another series of storms coming off the Pacific arriving on Thursday and Friday. ABC's Alex Stone has more.
0: In this incredible year of nearly non-stop rain and snow in California, four Northern California ski resorts have received over 600 inches of snow this season. And now another atmospheric river is coming in. This one warmer, that's not good because it will cause snow to melt and possible flooding. The weather forecast from KGO TV's Drew Tuma. We're still tracking heavy rain and that's why we have a flood watch in effect. Flood warnings are going up in places like Yosemite National Park. Park which is closed because of snow but it could see flooding as rain falls and snow melts. Alex Stone, EBC News.
1: WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.